let me say that the political crinkle like the political big This is the news made us do this podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy AC. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Joy, one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young Even my best. Hey. 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 Bro. Yeah. Uh, corona, corona. Corona, Listen. corona, corona, man. But no, but what we were discussing, we were discussing offline, uh, more off air, I should say. Uh, the the immigration bill that was uh, had that has finally been pushed through by Pretty Patel. Yeah. Um, bro, like, like this 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 bill encapsulates everything that I'm never called this woman my auntie, but a woman that my mother knows. I remember she came to my house. Uh, she came to our house, and she was always like, "Yeah, I thought it was Brexit, all this kind of stuff, all proud and stuff, proud and mighty." But her premise was that her voting for Brexit will now allow people from back home, specifically Ghana. And like other the, around the um, uh, the Commonwealth to be able to be able to come to the UK to work, but what she failed to forget, what she she failed to probably see, and her short sightedness is that one the Conservative government are you think if they're not allowing um, uh, uh, white people from Europe to come into this country if they're not wanting white people from Europe to come to this country easily to work and stuff why are they going to want black and brown bodies from the Commonwealth to come into this country easily to work? Like, mm-hmm. based off their immigration bill, yeah, based off it, that you need what's one of the one of the requirements. Uh, one of the, is a points-based system. One of the points that you need is to have a salary of two thousand twenty-six thousand, I think five hundred or something like that. Now, granted, that's not like a lot of money, but for people coming from you know uh, Africa, India, um, that aren't high-skilled or not. Let me not let me just say high-skilled. Um, high-paid workers, so those people that probably come and work in our NHS system as nurses, for example, or porters, for example, uh, or just people that are running. The base, the key workers are keeping this country running and alive as we talk right now. The bus drivers, the the um, porters, the shop the shop workers, all these people, they won't even qualify. They won't even tick that box and qualify um, on the points-based system to come in the UK to work. It's quite mad, you know, because it's almost like a straightaway delete and replace kind of system without yeah. keeping any mind for the transition process or for the people that are currently supporting and holding the reins right now. Yeah. These, these main, a lot of these people are what we're calling the frontline workers right now. Yeah. That, that these, this new immigration policy will make. So it, it's quite weird. Like It's almost like they're trying to re- Re, re-tap into their Commonwealth source um, as they move away from the EU, but it's, it's being done in kind of a shafty way. Yeah, point of correction though, sorry, it's 25,600 that a job has to pay for um, a person from around, so this is this is not just for the Commonwealth, sorry, this is around the world, and yeah. um, uh, nothing's been said openly if you know, there will be some sort of uh, 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 allowance given to those in the Commonwealth to come into the UK to work. So, you know, those that come from Nigeria, Ghana, India, if they will be looked at 
more favorably than people coming from like South Korea or uh, or Philippines. I don't know. I don't yeah, Philippines or something like that. Basically, countries that were not that are not part of the Commonwealth. That's not really clear. Um, yeah, yeah, how it would affect them? Exactly. Uh, okay, so a lot of people again are happy about the fact that it's ended the free movement of um, workers. Yeah. Um, so this is this is basically our first big thing since uh, Brexit in terms of changing the shape of Britain. Because yeah. free movement of workers for the last God, I don't know how many years that's been around for has allowed people from the EU states to come in and out of the UK, and vice versa. We as we we as EU citizens could go anywhere in the EU and work, essentially based off the fact that we're born in Europe and we carry um, EU citizenship. Um, you know, this is it's, it's for, for globalised, for the, for the kind of globalised country we live in as well, and the kind of global, globalised economies that we have here, I think it, it worked really well. You know? Yeah, yeah. It worked really well. Like, we, we, we know firsthand, like, bro, we go Shoreditch and we meet people and they're from Italy and, mm-hmm. and, and, and France and, and, and you know, the, the, the brother that... The place, yeah. All over the place, bro. The brother that did our, um, our logo for us is, is, is from France. So we would have... We, exactly. Exactly. Without what's called the free movement of workers, we wouldn't have met the young... The, 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 the brother, like, you get me? Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Shout out like, Shout out more. Um, so, like, you know... It's 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 for me. I think it's counterproductive to this country. Do you know who actually made a really good point on this? Yeah, and this was a few months. That might have been last year. Was Tony Blair? Now, kind of Tony Blair is not the, the best, like the best politician to to speak on a lot of things. But he says saying the UK. Yeah, we're a population of what seventy something million, eighty million now. What? Yeah. Eight, I don't even know. Something like something like that. Some some seventy something million. Coupled with Germany, that's another what couple or something million. Like basically, Europe as a whole, we're competing against America, which has got a population of what three hundred and fifty million plus. Um, uh, 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 China, which is a population of a billion point something. Uh, India, a population of a billion point something. So now you want you want England, small tiny. I say England, United Kingdom. Well, soon it's going to be England by itself because Scotland don't want no part of this. Yeah. You want you want you want England there yeah, to go against the world. And again, I don't want to talk about it like there's a fight or something like that. But in terms of the global market, in terms of this capitalism, capitalist society that you know clearly that our our country has a big hand in uh, in um, creating, wants to be part of. You want to go against all these huge nations with huge populations, huge workforces, which is key. You want to go against them with it, it, on the on the basis that what we don't produce anything in this country, like we don't we don't have like you know na- we're not naturally um, rich in uh, in natural resources or anything like that. We're yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're a tertiary industry. All we provide is services, really, and that's about it. And now with the uh, educational attainment and stuff being higher in you know most of Africa, most African countries, India, etc. I think mm-hmm. that tertiary industry test is going to soon come out of our hands as well. If yeah. I'm being honest with you, like, it's true. It's true, like because. The services that um, we're providing now can easily be off off boarded into other countries easily. provided for cheaper labour as the as the population increases in, in intelligence and capability along with technology, you know. And that's only the nature of things. And it's almost like very counterproductive. It's like they want to make the UK just expensive by land, but why would people want to come and live here? <laughs> Bro. You know, I'm like especially with all of this all of this behaviour that seems to be anti anti diversity at the moment that is that seems to be being pushed 
even with this, the targeting of the of the immigration policy and with the top, with, with the Brexit policy as well. So it's kind of a, it's kind of interesting and quite a curious stance to see how they imagine the world to, to the, how they imagine they want the the life of the UK to be in the future. Because mm-hmm. in this way, it does seem very counterproductive, and it almost seems as though. As, as as much as they're preaching and getting everyone to get behind bailing out the the banks, it seems like we're naturally moving towards a bit more of a socialist regime in the fact that mm. taxes are predicted to go to increase again, you know. And obviously mm. they're using a lot of um, the COVID fi- um, fees to uh, justify increasing taxes. But mm-hmm. at the same token, a lot of these taxes are going to be actually for the private sector. Yeah. yeah. Our taxes will increase for the private sector. Yeah. It's not like our share within the private sector has been said would increase as well. So it almost seems as though there's a regime of increased taxes, but there's still an increase in privatisation. So it's interesting to see how that's going to work out. Especially with the fact that okay now, the agriculture policy is also one of the things that have recently been um, changed. I'm not too sure um, exactly on the whole policy, but I have um, done some reading, and uh, apparently, um, the old policy was a policy where it would be kind of like the landowners with larger lands that were our our major manufacturers of certain goods will get access to a lot of the kind of produce requested on a, by the government, which is how agriculture works. It's kind of like a, it works on a government level, how that's managed mm. because feeding the nation is a really important matter. So, but this new policy will allow just anybody to any kind of farmer, like the younger farmers, smaller farmers and established farmers to bid for certain contracts. So it's almost okay. like kind of like um, made it more competitive. Yeah. To see who can produce it for the cheapest cost, and with that has come less regulation on the quality, less like policy on regulation on the kind of quality and the kind of food that um, can be grown now and that can be bought for some, on a consumer level, you know. Okay. And even the way that bill was passed, there was a lot of MPs that never actually turned up to to vote or abstained from voting. You know, okay. although a lot of their constituents were um, uh, were are from like agricultural backgrounds, and these, this bill would affect them. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So it's quite, yeah. it's quite weird the way that they're still trying to push through these major policies and these yeah. major policies. Yet they're not um, they're not giving they're not actually all participating. All the MPs aren't participating in how the how these votes are going to be. How, how these people are voting or or participating and presenting the kind of the stance of the constitu- constituents, the people that voted for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're pushing things on the radar. And it, yeah. that, that to me is very, 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 very like, it's shady, you know? Mm. I think there might be something on in the background there for you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. There's a clock tower next to me. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday, six p.m. Second of May, six p.m. 
you know yeah yeah no no yeah bro it's mad but you know this is my this is also one of my bones of contention of um and my concern with this whole thing as well all right cool so the uk has now basically opened up its borders to the world in the sense that but but in regards to they want um high level high skilled workers coming to the uk that's what that's how they've coined it that it's about getting the better people and the best people into the uk to help the uk and all that kind of stuff as yeah. a pan-africanist i would love to tell i would love to say yeah i don't want young african graduates and 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 men and women who you know are trained to be uh doctors and engineers and lawyers to leave and up and leave whatever country they're in and come to the uk i wouldn't want that for them personally but yeah. obviously i'm speaking from a place of privilege because i don't know what situation you know yeah. he or she, a lot of nigerians would um would disagree with that because um, exactly quite a few highly skilled and highly talented now um, Nigerians and graduates and there's um, kind of like economic structures that help them to yeah. up in Nigeria like it's getting better but they've been having quite a big um, issues with employment and that's kind of yeah. the way that funds are spent but you know that's another story yeah. into that that's another story yeah man on, um, that's another story because I've, 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 said, I've said this before and I, also, I always have to catch myself in the moment because it's like yeah. I say it but I'm speaking of a, of a place of pure privilege because Obviously, the life that the not everyone's living, um, you know, yeah, a, a great life out there, like in the, in 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 that in that regard. But is that I'm just more I'm just more concerned about the brain drain on a lot of these developing nations. Mm-hmm. If the UK think they can just pick and well, can just cherry pick the best of people's countries, you know, in it's that just, regard, like it's it's it, it, it's it's kind of like it's so it's quite an entitlement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, yeah. it, it it feels like this is something mostly for England, like you said. Like it yeah. looks like England has been quite even affected by this coronavirus. You know, yeah. just looking at it now, and of the thirty six thousand death total that we have in the UK, and yeah. astounding twenty seven thousand deaths came from England. Wow! Out of That's Scotland, crazy. Wales, and Ireland. That's crazy. You know, England accounted for essentially two thirds plus of the deaths. It's more than two thirds almost. That is crazy. Nine thousand shy of the total deaths. So out of England, the death total in the UK is nine thousand. You know, and that That's just goes to show you how much England kind of dominate politics and the changes that happen in the UK, and yeah. kind of how much Parliament in London is really kind of very centralised in England. Yeah. Clearly, the policies that are going on outside of England itself and the kind of um, the way that they've responded to COVID in their state resolution yeah. through their local councils and then their local parliaments seem to have yeah. had a better effect than the actual English councils and the English parliaments who kind of dominate business. So could you say that this is probably happening because they're putting... Like there could be a number of reasons why this is happening, but the clearest day idea to me comes from the fact that England is responsible for a lot of the finances and a lot of the people that would have gone back to work um, early as the lockdown was become lax would have been in England. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the people on the front line as well. So it's, it's that 
27,000 of the 36,000 that died from England. Wow. That is, that is actually crazy. I should actually have bothered to look at that short yeah. breakdown of the of the um, total number of deaths, to be honest with you. But yeah, that doesn't shock me. And I'm sure the majority of the 27,000 is probably in London anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, yeah, we're being... We're being worse. And again, I appreciate, yes, London's congested, whatever, whatever, but it's also about poor poor, poor planning from our gov- government yeah. and stuff in regards to this. But no, yo, how can I even... Speaking of the government, bro, so you've seen, I think, the new um, uh, congestion charge and shit that they're trying to bring into London. Okay, okay, so I've heard of this, but I'm not, I'm not exactly too sure exactly. I'm hearing that it's going to be basically 24-7 now. Bro, let me get my notes up on this because this is some bullshit. Honestly, like I can't believe the Tory government is trying to tax and charge people so much, bro. So basically, all right, cool. So you know, yeah, one of the things about being London has some devolved powers, so we control, like you know, the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, control um, controls certain things, so like you know, um, public transport and all that kind of stuff. He can set rates and or whatever, whatever, Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, due to lockdown and stuff, like, bro, can you imagine one day the TFL is working at 100% capacity and literally the government, the prime minister comes on TV and says, no one leaves their house. Yeah. And the next day, that's it, boom, down to zero. Can you imagine how crippling that must be? Wow, on, yeah. such a key, on such a key, key um, service. And also, don't forget, TFL is not even bloody wholly um, public owned. A lot of it is mm-hmm. private owned. A lot of the buses are private owned. Yeah. Um, the tubes, I'm not too sure. I think the tubes might be public owned, but I know the buses are definitely private owned, like yeah, Arriva, yeah, different Arriva yeah. and uh, my comrade other name, mm-hmm. a direct first or something like that. I don't know, mm-hmm. first direct or whatever, some bullshit. Like. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, so them, they're all like been massively affected, massively affected. And the thing is, as well, it's like okay, yeah. So those powers of devolution are there. Yeah, how the government regulate and centralize it is by allocating budgets to those to, to still exactly. to those companies. But you've exactly. got to look at it that. Where London is generating quite a bit of the GDP for the rest of the UK, the budget obviously is bigger and different. However, the flexibility and change of it has to be there as well. And that still has to come from central government. They can't now say, okay, yeah, but the rules are the rules. The rules aren't the rules when the conditions have changed. And then you can't now try to alienate places that are being affected more. Clearly, England accounts for over two-thirds of the deaths, which they're not even trying to explain. Or, mm-hmm. or highlight to us. So clearly they need to have some more severe measures. They also need to have more funding to provide relief for those people that are on the front line and do have to work. Like, let's be real. You can't treat this like some generic case. You have to be yeah. more tailored. And this is where the devolution and privatization and deregulation doesn't come in and doesn't help because it's all of this deregulation which is why our government cannot act fast and swift enough nor can they come out and say that we should have more of a stricter lockdown i mean we're seeing videos go viral all every day online of people on the beach in south end today tweeting saying i came to the i drove all the way 40 minutes just to come to the beach to get some alone time and i've got here and it's packed full of people and you know it's it's so ironic these people saying these things whilst acting in the way that they despise, you know? And they're also out in the beach being interviewed saying, yeah, I think the Prime Minister needs to give us stricter rules and a, and a harder lockdown. They're basically saying, yeah, listen, if you're going to be lax on us, 
we're gonna take that we're gonna take you for a ride. However, it's it's clearly not benefiting, you know, it's clearly not benefiting us. So do the right thing and get us all at home. However, if you're not gonna tell yeah. us to be all at home, then we're gonna take advantage of us. Why? Because it's hard. But if you're telling us to unite under you and actually lead us, we're saying, yeah, okay, cool. We respect that and we will go ahead with those kind of plans. However, you know, obviously our government isn't really reading into that. Into that. No. They'll, no, they'll, they'll rather scapegoat. The, the, the proposed, never proposed, because these things are being put through. So yeah. the congestion charge is going to be raised to £15. So that's a 30% hike from, what's that, sorry? What's the, what was the original price? Uh, £11.50 now. There was a time I remember it was £8 something, I swear. Oh, and yeah. now it's, it's, it's going to be £15. And already, you know how now it's only usually Monday to Friday from like 7 to 6 or something like that. Now it's going to be like from 7 to 10, Monday to Sunday, seven days a week. Wow. So pretty much like, unless you're getting out raving, late like, like raving in bloody, um, what's that club called? Uh, oh, what's that club called? Yeah. What's that club in in City called again? I oh. can't remember the name now. Huh? Dutch. Nah, 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 nah. Those are bougie clubs. I can't even think of the name. <laughs> what does that does that even go into Shoreditch? I think when you're in Shoreditch, are you in congestion so? Um, no. Ah, right, cool. But anyway, yeah. So that's going to be uh, fifteen pounds seven days a week, bro. They try. They're literally trying to cripple, like just um middle income and 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 um um lower income workers like imagine you're a man in a van man with a van that needs to go in and in and out of um uh yeah and you're independent you're working for big independent corporate. exactly yeah. so literally it's, it's prime yeah. for big contractors it's, big contractors yeah. can probably so they need to they, they need to do something right they need to do something to offshoot that because obviously this is what the concerns are going to be they need to do something to offshoot that so like i don't know um, uh, uh, have some special grants that these um, independent workers can apply for that exempts them from congest- congestion charge. I think they have something like that already, but I think that's for everyone. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, also, what's going to be uh, there's going to be a, there's also going to be a hike in um, uh, public transport fares that I yep. don't think has been introduced yet. No, uh, that's, that, that's due to come. They've cancelled. They've cancelled uh, free travel for eighteen for, for the younger, uh, younger, yeah. younger. Yeah, bro, that one spun me. I was like, nah, that's mad, because that was like one of the only key benefits. If you're a young person in London mm-hmm. and you're full time education, that was a blessing to you. That yeah. was a blessing. Obviously, we came from the green and we parents were, as well. And parents as well, bro. Yeah. We came from that life where we used to pay for it, and then exactly. we came from the life where we had the transition. Exactly. And the relief on the quality of life. The less exactly, bro. Our, your shoes don't get ruined quickly because you're not walking for miles on end just to save those <sighs> pennies and couples. Bro, you no, know, but it's mad though because yeah. what you're saying is true because we've lived through both eras because I remember yeah. like when I was in year seven having to knock on my mum's door on a Monday morning and get a five hour to get my four pound weekly bus pass and I'll keep a pound for myself, man. I'll just buy like ice poles every day for 20p. Mm-hmm. And then and then to a position where we used to get free travel Every, bro, it just changed the quality of life, man. It was just sick. Man, man, I can I can be more like I, I'll catch bare different buses. Like if man number said I'm I'm going this way home, I could be cheeky and yeah, go that way home with them and then catch another bus home. And like it was wavy, but yeah, that's what they're doing anyway. Again, that, they said that's temporary. Um, also, over sixties that get freedom passes can't travel within peak hours. But this, again, this again, this country so arrogant. Yeah, for and again, specify this is a Tory government yes. bailout for um for london 
So Sadiq Khan, he's obviously saying that he had to take this deal. This isn't his what. This is not what he this wanted. What he wanted. But this is the deal he had to take. Uh, uh, and that's obviously, and again, that's cheeky because to say people over sixty that get a free in the pass, bro, retirement age in this country is supposed to be what sixty-two for women, sixty-five for men. That might have changed. I'm not too sure. But there's loads of over 60s. I would love to know the st- stats mm-hmm. from my get for the next podcast of how many over 60s or people in retirement age who are actually still working currently. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's crappy. It just, it just makes London, again, mm-hmm. more of an unattractive, expensive place to live. Like, I love London. I can't see myself li- leaving the city. But obviously, the older we get and the more adulting becomes a real thing, we know that this city is becoming a lot more expensive to live in. No, for sure, for sure. And and you know what, yeah, looking at the transport links, the the pros of them hiking up the price, yeah, would be to kind of um, reduce traffic and the use of pollution. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. they can reshape this as an eco policy easily. They you could easily, you're right. They However, could, yeah. But they're using so much aggression and force to do it that it's naturally going to be distasteful. And they're not also talking about the release they'll offer for lower income earning countries, I mean, families and economic bases. The whole yeah. thing is, yeah, change is positive and change is needed. We definitely need to reduce the amount of motor engines that are running daily in the UK. That is yeah. a good thing to say. And that is one yeah. of the advantages of the increased, increased rates. However, we need to do it in a way that those that are less advantaged don't, in the end, end up still expelling more energy and then causing more rifts and more disruptions, discursions to have an access to, to travel at the end of the day, yeah. like, which is what it seems like will happen. Hopefully, along with this, they'll also you know, introduce some sort of relief and support for purchasing vehicles like bicycles, the locks and the proper locks for it, and it does re-spark into that industry, you know, and we can yeah. become a bit more like our Europe, um, European counterparts in the city and eventually mm-hmm. bring rates of travel back to regular prices through the kind of the new process. But by the looks of it, it just seems to be driven by profit and privatisation, you know. Yeah. And me saying that doesn't mean I think that's negative. No, not for me personally, because I'm in my a fortunate position. Yeah. I am in a fortunate position. I'll be able to capitalise off this. I'll be able to look into the right places to invest. Invest either in the appropriate vehicles as well as into the right stocks and bonds just because I know and I'm aware of these kind of, the kind of signals and the kind of impact that will happen, which is what we're speaking about now. These are clues yeah. you know, what we're speaking about to what industries will be affected and what industries where revenue will start to kind of move towards, especially as science yeah. becomes more of a thing, we'll need more mechanics. There'll be more bike shops, bike stations. There'll be increasing use of different types of metals, etc. Et yeah. That's where I would then go to look to to ensure that my my financial situation isn't too affected by this change. You know. Mm-hmm. However, the everyday person and the working class person who probably isn't always isn't privy to that kind of knowledge and didn't wasn't privy to that kind of education. You know that that yeah. that some people are wouldn't be able to have these advantages or to they'll just be hit, you know. People would be like, that's fair. You know, they they had the same opportunity as I did to learn these things, but no, they didn't. Not with 
extra long working hours or yeah. being exhausted from working to walk for 30 minutes. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like yeah, 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 there's, yeah. Other things, there's other taxes and charges. Like your energy, your time gets taxed in other ways, especially when your travel is impaired, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you. <coughs> so, <coughs> oh, is that... No. Nah, you need the home. It's good that Wells developed these home testing kits anyway, bro. Yeah. You, know, you never know. And it's quite yeah. weird that the whole fact that we are still testing at such a, a slow rate, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Pop- like, you know, in a population like ours, you know, like in a population like ours that's full of, um, that's got 66 million people. And, yeah. and since March, since March, um, which is going to be basically three months and a couple of days, in like seven days yeah. like ago, we've only tested two million people. Ridiculous. You know what I mean? We're Bro, we're just moving on slow. We're not, we're not serious about this thing, man. And that is the whole problem of this whole privatization, private, private country, basically. Selling everything off to everyone. Unreg- no regulation from the, comp- from the government. No, no direct hand. Like, it's almost like we've got a lazy government. And that yeah. is the type of government. There is speaking this, there's like, that is an ideology. That's an ideology. I don't want to say it's lazy, but they, they, they just don't care, fair. It's called lazy fair approach. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying, it, I just, I don't think it's even laziness. I just don't think they care, my guy. I just think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think the, the, um, the uh, approach all along has been to build up a herd, a herd immunity. Yeah. All the stuff that all the all this other stuff is just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. I think I think it's always been to do a herd immunity thing, and that's it. And I, I truly I think that's that's what I think the government are on, man. They just want to yeah. do herd immunity, and that's it. That's literally it. Nah, for real, man. And it, yeah. and it, and it's like they're using everything else just to just to distract us from the main thing. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, they're definitely there. They're definitely yeah. They're using everything else to distract us. I really do think that they're not. Um, uh yeah they're not they're not they're not really wanting or to or, or caring of one obviously the, the 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 wrong people are dying in their eyes or the right people are dying no you know what that's yeah. maybe that might be too sinister but the right people aren't dying if that makes sense if it was more um middle-aged uh rich white men dying in the in the, in the counties or in like I don't know uh, in uh, in Kensington or them places, I'm yeah. sure it was a whole different approach. Or, or people or bankers, bankers are dying. Bankers are dying. You know, what but I'm because it's the low income nurses, you know, your drivers, nurses. janitors, your taxi drivers. That and and the worst thing is, yeah, nasty nasty people are spitting on these people and actually murdering them. There needs to be yeah. a new law that definitely. Ensure that that is first degree murder. If someone I I agree ill, and then purposely tries to transmit on them by spitting on someone, and then they end up passing away, that to me that is hundred percent murder. I agree. Nothing less. I agree. Nothing less. I agree. It's ridiculous, ridiculous that people have the audacity to even do this kind of thing. I agree. Madness. 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 I agree, man. We yeah, it's it's a it's a yeah, it's it's all fucked up, my guy. It's all fucked up. Um. Trying to think, what else was there? Obviously, I want to apologize for last week's episode, it was a bit choppy. We just wanted want to put something out there so those who stuck through and listened to the end of last week, lots of support. Thanks, everybody, as well, that's really been tuning in. And we've got quite a nice, quite a nice following right now. Like, it's really good to see. Please continue to share, subscribe, subscribe and listen to it. 
you know we're going to start plugging more and um, plugging more people and, t- and talks of that you know shout out like Ricky Queens on releasing Fuckerona you know yep yep hold her Queens that. That. Go, go, go stream that Fuckerona it, yep. it is spelled as you hear it Fuckerona yeah yep yeah? yep yep, yep, yep. good tunes on there and um, yep. keeping my bag challenges on there as well could potentially yep. win by entering the competition and that is to send in a post uh, showing us your daily routine with a deep in my bag playing via your thriller or just uh, posting it on your story or page on Instagram so yeah man we're gonna we're building a community you know we're, it's, and it's really good to see these made us do this community yeah 100% you know just so keep true. telling us the stories you want us to discuss and keep having these conversations with us in, in real life and online as well free free to send a message if you've ever want to debate or spark up a, com- a conversation just for yeah. in the dm on instagram or twitter you know you can find us on twitter as well yeah. at t m n u t yeah i think i think you got a yeah my bad my bad yeah the knees made us do this yeah. What did you wanna? Did you wanna say anything else? Next. Uh, no, man. I've, again, like you know, we're still what? What is it? Day? I don't know. It's day sixty of lockdown. I don't know what day it is now. Oh yeah, let's uh, talk about lockdown. Has it been a lockdown? Huh? Has it really been a lockdown? What? What do you mean? Has it really been a lockdown? Bro, I don't feel like people are taking this as a lockdown. Like, no, 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 no. I agree. I agree. No, no, no. People are. Actually, I saw some. What Wednesday was like the hottest day of the year so far, and I saw some uh, videos of people. I think it was Brighton or South End Beach. South Bro, End Essex. Ridiculous, man. That was ridiculous. I was thinking, like, these people are taking the piss. Like, yeah, absolute, absolute piss. Again, I appreciate, bro. Like, not everyone has gardens and all these kind of things. Again, living in London, I think we're quite lucky. I think there's a lot of green spaces in London, and we're quite fortunate in that sense. Because I went for a walk in the park the other day, and there was bare people in the park. I appreciate that. And and it's it's a tough one, because you can't police that in a sense, because people want to go out, and you need to go out. It's healthy for your own health. You need to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, to be fair, now the government have basically said you are allowed to have picnics and all that kind of shit. So yeah. I guess people aren't doing nothing wrong. It just goes to justify that herd immunity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bro, it's herd immunity, 100%. I've, I've got like, it. It's herd immunity. Out, just spread it. Now NHS can handle it and not yeah, yeah, yeah. dying at a time. Just go outside and, and spread that COVID. That's almost like the yeah. message. Legit. It's 100% herd immunity and now, man. Only now, only now, can you imagine? Only f- t- from this day now, to this day, they haven't imposed quarantine on people coming in from the con- to the country. Bro, cra- only bro. now. Ghana did that only. from the first from their fir- from their first case. Boom, they put bro. that in and play. You have to quarantine two weeks when you get bro. when you when you land to Ghana. Bro, it, it makes me think who is first and who is third world. <laughs> bro, and bro, yeah. that, those, those labels are all bullshit. Those first third world, there's all label all labels made by some racist white people, man. They're bullshit. There's no such thing as a first to third world. You think parts of America, parts of America, like people, parts of America, don't forget running walk, running clean water. And you're telling and me that's the first world. Yeah, that's, uh, come on, man. That's, that, 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 that's all bullshit to me. Yeah. You know? No, that's fair, man. Yeah. That's, that's all bullshit that's to me. Fair. But no, I agree. I know what you're saying, though. I don't really feel like a lockdown because of the way, you know, people have been moving and shit like that. Like, that's what I said, bro. Like, I'll be honest. 
I think everyone needs to make their own decision on how they wish to move on or pr- progress after this, um, after the government, you know, give guidance and shit. Because, yeah. cool, the government can say tomorrow, oh, everyone go back to work. It's up to you if you want to rush back. Because, like, look, look they're, they're, the government are saying that they want people, uh, kids to go back to school June 1st. But leading scientists in this country have said that's not the right thing to do. That will cause <laughs> more problems. That will cause more problems mm-hmm. than it's worth. So let's and not they do that. Talking about that. They even spoken about that today. That obviously it's the most important thing to get kids back into school. But it's yeah. not. It's not the most important thing. The most important thing is to stop the it's death. To keep kids safe. Yeah. Well, yeah. we keep people safe. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know where where we're heading. So that's why I feel like everyone needs to make a decision for themselves. If you're fortunate enough to work in a in a a, a company or a, or business that gives you that um that will allow you to choose, great. Because yeah, because I've you seen play. I think was it Google? Google have said that none of they they they're going to be working from home to 2021. Yeah. Uh, the owner of Shopify. Shopify, yeah, uh, he's saying the same thing, but he's scaling even further. He's planning breaks. They have a plan to, I think, by year twenty twenty something, to all work remotely. So they'll yeah. be like, they'll only have a, have an office anymore. And again, yeah. you know, this is prior to um, COVID happening. This was something that's always been talked about about what the work what work will look like in the future, and it is going to be more remote. Offices yeah. are becoming aren't aren't doesn't hold that prestige as it as it once did i guess it depends what kind of business you're running but um yeah so you know the overheads and offices are expensive as well so if you, everyone can work from home great mm-hmm. you know that great. would change that would change the landscape physically as well yeah bro physically you know i was speaking to a colleague today you know just talking about the the health benefits even though um there's a uh, obviously you know people have lost family and stuff but the fact that people can rest longer, uh, you know, have more time for to make better, more nutritious meals. Mm. You know, if you're if you're into exercise, you have more time to exercise. You know, I've, I've been working during the quarantine, but still, like, not commuting and all the other stuff in between, and just be, the fact that I'm I have access to just leave when I need to, and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. not being like, you know, not being have to conform to the office status quo and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also, you still while I was getting work done it's great you know i have like i have i have more time to to make a, a much more nutritious breakfast uh, and lunch and and i can you know i can start dinner earlier like you know, all that kind of stuff you know so it's definitely um it's definitely been a blessing uh for some people but at the same time obviously there's obviously a lot of things like you know domestic violence and and um uh uh you know just cramped households and stuff where people must be suffering and uh yeah so yeah definitely uh, Definitely. Real, man. And it's really been very insightful and, re- and reflective. You know, there's like, you have much more time for yourself to make better decisions. Yeah. Do, do things yeah. you know, you've kind of looked towards doing, you know, and to commit. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, yeah, it's true. There's hardly any flour still in the stores. There's hardly any wine uh, on Amazon. There's yeah. hardly any weights on exercise. And it's like, yeah. okay, cool. So everybody knew that what is the best for them but only now that they actually have the time to commit to it has these industries now increased so you can see that the bollocks of people need to be here to do this it was all just a lot of it is propaganda like our leaders are leading us towards agendas and it's good to remember that you know so that we can keep understanding that 
free thinking is still a value yeah. because some people have already been ha- had already been in this situation and have adapted to working from home swiftly and already, yeah. already yeah. are fit and capitalizing well you know There's yeah in, in digital pt sessions and uh, as well with the relaxation laws on um, social um, on lockdown pt sessions have also been able to yeah. so the economy can be can work if our government works you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what i think man our yeah. economy can work if our government works for sure yeah that's so true man so true yeah man it's so true man and you made us do that man yeah, man sure.